Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, a podcast show dedicated to curating knowledge, resources, and relevant stories for today's military spouses so they can continue to make confident and informed decisions for themselves and their families. Because let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. I'm Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, veteran spouse, and your host for Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Holding Down the Fort Season 3. If you have been listening from the beginning so far, I really hope you've been getting a lot of value from the show. I have felt so different since the start of Season 3, and I think it's partly because of just the time I had between Season 2 and 3 to really reflect on how I want to show up for this next season. And I think this season, in my personal opinion, has a lot more heart and love for our community and bringing on people who are movers and shakers of our community today, whether it's of our community or for our community. I'm just really excited to bring them on and hopefully you will benefit from what they have to say and what they have to share. So with that said, I'm really excited to bring on my guest today. She is an army veteran, gold star spouse, which is very special for me because I am a gold star daughter, an army spouse, as well as a life coach, yoga teacher, and speaker. Jennifer Ballou, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. It's really an honor to be here today. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, also from one Jen to another, Jens are awesome. Like, <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> we have the best name ever so much that's so popular. I remember in, I think it was like fifth or sixth grade or something, there was like six Jennifers in my class. And so we would always have the initial to our last names would be like Jennifer A, Jennifer G, Jennifer L. And I'm just curious to know, because Jennifer is such a common name, if you've experienced something similar. Oh, yes. I'm just nodding my head while you're saying that. (laughs) Same thing. There were always so many Jennifers growing up. Actually, when I was younger, a lot of people called me Jenny, which I didn't really mind at the time. I don't go by that anymore, Mm -hmm. but that was sort of like a distinguisher for me. So Mm -hmm. yeah, totally experienced that. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I didn't really like the feminine sound of Jenny, but I always told people not to call me Jenny. And then my friends would be like, okay, Jenny. And they just rub (laughs) it in my face. I'm like, thanks. Like, thanks. But definitely for me, most people know me as Jen. And some of my friends are so funny. They like never call me just Jen. They'll call me Jen Amos, like as if I'm like a Pokemon name or something. And I'm just (laughs) like, you could just call me my first name. And they're like, oh, but Jen Amos is like a good stage name. (laughs) And I was like, okay, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you know, Jen, as you know, 2020 has been quite an interesting year. So I thought I'd check in with you, kind of do maybe a mental health check-in. How are you doing in this very interesting year? Oh, that is so kind of you to ask that. You know, I've got to say, I feel like I'm doing really well, actually. Yeah, it's different for Mm -hmm. sure. And so it took a little bit of adjusting at the beginning to kind of navigate and change things around a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm doing really well. I'm really focusing on one of the things that I, well, I'm trying to practice what I preach, which is self-care and making Mm -hmm. sure that I invest in myself so that I am able to continue to do the things that I do. So thank you for that. How about you? I feel like I need to ask the question in return. Can I interview you? 
Well, thank you for asking me. And no, I always love it when people turn the mic against me in a way or they turn it to me and they're like, you know, check in in that way. So thank you for doing that. I mean, I always try to purposely make it about the guests, but you know, I'm, I won't shy away from talking about myself either. So, you know, to answer your question, yeah, you know, I, I hate to, I guess, I don't know, like rub people off the wrong way if they are going through a hard time this year. But fortunately, my husband and I are very lucky that it's been quite a good year for us. If anything, staying at home has made us more productive to the point where I need to start enforcing breaks. Like I need to start enforcing like, Hey, we are not working at this time, or I am not taking any calls on these days, you know? So we are definitely really busy and I'm so glad that podcasting has been my chosen medium since last year, because I just think that in a time like right now, I think real raw and candid conversations are especially needed. Like I do think we need to check in with each other more so than ever and seek to understand before being understood. And I just say, you know, what better place to do that than podcasting. So I appreciate you asking. I'm having a lot of fun, definitely losing my voice. I have to get better at maintaining this voice. You know, I'm not like a singer or anything that has to like, you know, drink tea all the time or whatever, but you know, I can have the these conversations all day. They really get me through these tough times, like just feeling so isolated from people. And, you know, Jen, I'm actually an introvert, but because I have to stay at home as opposed to want to stay at home, it adds a different pressure. I think that, you know, I've definitely had to find the balance with being stir crazy to like actually being okay, being at home. So it's an interesting time, but overall I'm very appreciative of, you know, our blessings and our opportunity to still function as a business and for me to still do this podcast show. So thank you for asking. (laughs) You're so welcome. Yeah. Well, Jen, for people that are getting to know you for the first time, why don't you just give us a quick snapshot of your life? Like what keeps you most busy or excited nowadays? Wow. That's a great question, Jen. So a quick snapshot of my life right now, I am an army spouse and I'm also the mother of three children. So that in itself could be a full-time job for (laughs) sure. Um, But I also, I am a speaker, as you mentioned, and a life coach. Mm -hmm. I also teach yoga. So those three things kind of go hand in hand with my business, A Joyful Life with Jennifer. I Mm -hmm. help primarily women veterans and military families navigate changes or life Mm -hmm. transitions while living a whole and joyful life. And I have sort of a life story that I'm sure we'll get to in terms of what led me specifically to this point. But one of the things I think I can say for sure is that everybody either has or is going to experience some type of change in their life. Mm -hmm. And especially in the military, whether you're the service member or a supporting family member, we experience change quite often. And a lot of times we might not be navigating it in the best way or the Mm -hmm. most healthy way. And so it's just kind of become my purpose to help people do just that. 
Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. I think that change really says a lot about a person and how often they go through it. I grew up as a military child for the first 10 years of my life. And I hear these stories that, you know, from other spouses where they say like, oh, my kids love this. My kids love to travel. They love to meet new people. But honestly, you know, as someone who considers herself an introvert and more importantly, it was harder for me to feel like I could establish friends. It was really difficult for me to move every two to three years. And then unfortunately, when I had lost my dad back in 98, our life just catapulted back to civilian life. And at that point in meeting new people, like meeting new friends, I sort of just, what do you call it? Like I just sort of gave up in being a proactive and taking initiative to make new friends. Like if people came to me and they wanted me to be their friends, I was like, okay. But what I had found throughout the years, Jen, is that a lot of those relationships actually turned out to be really toxic because I was also a really good listener. And I think I was an an enabler. Like I never stood up to them and say, Hey, what you're doing is wrong. If anything, I just enabled them to continue to be like narcissistic or toxic and mean, you know, to other people and even mean to me. And so fortunately, you know, fast forward to my adult life, I've learned to cut out all those toxic relationships and set boundaries for myself. But it took a long time to get to that place to realize that like I can choose friends and I don't have to be afraid that I'm going to lose people, you know, because that was a real issue for me growing up. And so I'm just really grateful to be in a place today where it's like, I'm so glad that I'm not repeating that same pattern of falling into toxic relationships and, you know, honoring myself. And so I think you can tell a lot about someone, you know, by the changes that they go through, but also if you give them a chance, they can, you know, change for the better. I think it just requires the right guidance or even that intuition, that inner voice to listen to change in a way that honors you. Definitely. That's really insightful that you're able to recognize that about yourself and that you did eventually implement the things necessary in your life to change in a way that best serves you. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm glad since you asked me how I'm doing, I feel like I need to add to the conversation. No, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, you did kind of hint at there's a particular reason why you have chosen to serve our military vets and spouses. So tell me that story. What led you to have a passion to to focus specifically on them? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I served our country for 21 years. I retired in 2015. And I mean, that's one of the main reasons is because I just have a place in my heart for military service members and their families because Mm -hmm. I've lived that life my whole life. But in 2010, my husband, Eddie, and I were both serving in the army and we were both deployed to Afghanistan. Mm. I was just arriving there. I had been there about six weeks and he was finishing up his tour. And the plan was that he would be back home with the kids a few months after I got there. Mm. And although he was an infantryman and had been deployed many times before. And we understood like what could happen Mm -hmm. never in, at least never in my wildest dreams. Did I imagine that on June 24th of 2010, I would be notified that Eddie had 
been on a patrol and an IUD exploded. Oh my and initially when I was notified, he was alive. He had lost his left leg wow. uh, and was being evacuated to the hospital. And so I was in a completely different part of the country. And so, you know, people were jumping through hoops to try to figure out how to get me to where he was going to be. Mm -hmm. And I just remember it was a couple hour plane ride. I just remember that plane ride thinking how different our lives were going to be now that Eddie didn't have one of his legs, but yeah, that Eddie was going to be that guy who was running the army 10 miler and I would be by his side. And just, I never thought that when I got there, he wouldn't have made it. Wow. And unfortunately it was minutes before his 35th birthday, hmm. he passed away. Wow. So yeah, that's kind of like a very big defining moment in my life because as you can imagine, everything changed. Yeah. Yeah. So my priorities changed. I once thought I would serve in the army for, you know, 30 years or mm -hmm. as long as I could. And now all of a sudden, although the military was for sure still a huge part of my life, it just wasn't the priority anymore. Yeah. And so, I mean, I did continue serving and I retired and many life lessons and blessings have occurred over the last 10 years, but that's due to a very unfortunate, heartbreaking experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Jen, thank you for taking the time to explain in detail what happened, you know, from one gold star family member to another, I'm sincerely sorry for your loss. I mean, minutes away before his 35th birthday. Wow. I just, I'm at a loss of words, but just know that my heart goes out to you. It's never easy to lose someone, but there's also a different layer when you've lost someone while in active duty. I think it's something that you know, you never forget. And I think that at least for me, I think about how it created a lot of questions for me, like after it all happened, because we just catapulted back into civilian life. And you're just like, wait, what happened? Like that just happened so fast. So thank you for doing that. And I could tell you're really taking your time sharing that. So I imagine that wasn't easy. So thank you for doing that because you know, I think that we're rarity, I think in our military community, you know, you think about the young couple, the young family that gets into the military and it's so exciting. And you think about like the service and traveling and all that stuff, but there's also a lot of tragedy that comes around and a lot of tragedy and sacrifice that could come of this military life. So again, thank you, you know, for really diving into that and sharing in detail your story. You're welcome. Yeah. So, you know, 10 years have gone by. Wow. That's crazy to think, <laughs> you know, a whole decade flew by. And as you have hinted, you've learned a lot along the way. So, you know, for our military spouses and families that are listening to this, what are some major lessons that you would like to share with us that you had learned in the last 10 years? Right. Oh, wow. There's a lot of them. But if I had to pick a few, one life lesson that I would share 
is something that I actually learned from one of my favorite authors, speakers. She calls herself a storyteller, Brene Brown. Are you hmm. familiar yes, with of her? Course at all? I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many years ago, probably about two years after Eddie died, a friend introduced me to her work. And something that she says really just resonated with me. And it's something along the lines of, if you don't allow yourself to feel the tough emotions, Mm -hmm. the the emotions that we don't want to feel, then you're never going to be able to fully experience the feel good, the positive emotions. And that was it when I heard that, and I'm totally paraphrasing it, but that's the gist of it. Mm -hmm. When I heard that, it was just like, wow, because I was at a point in my life where I hadn't dealt with the death of Eddie Mm -hmm. in a very productive way. And I just kind of, it just resonated. If I don't deal with this hard stuff, I'm never going to be able to experience all of the joys of life. Mm -hmm. And it definitely didn't happen overnight. And it took a lot of hard work, but I'm so glad that I did. I sought the help that I needed and I did the hard work. And I'm a firm believer in that is one of the things that led me to being able to experience all of the beauty that I do today. Mm-hmm. Another life lesson that I would like to share is, and I know we hear this all the time, especially lately. And I know, I think a lot of it is just because of the pandemic, but mm-hmm. you can't pour from an empty cup. You've got to take right. care of yourself. And this is a right. big one. I think that probably resonates a lot with the military spouses, especially right now. It's like so many people have kids at home and they're working from home and they're the teacher and the mom and maybe even the dad and, you know, doing all the things. And a lot of times it feels like I don't have time for myself, you know, but that's the time when you really need to be (laughs) investing in yourself, whatever that looks like for you. I mean, what works for me in terms of self-care might not work for you, but take care of yourself. And then if I could just share one more, it's that (laughs) change is inevitable. What we know our life to be today, and this could, again, just tie to where things are in the world in terms of this pandemic. None of us saw this coming. None of us thought that we would be where we are today, but change is inevitable. And so setting yourself up for lack of better words, to be in a place where you're healthy, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, so that not if but when this big smack in the face happens, or this big change happens, you'll be positioned a little bit better to navigate those things. Yeah. Very beautiful. I think all of those three pieces of advice are absolutely important. And I really appreciate you sharing that. And I think this is really good for young families to prepare themselves essentially, because again, 
I feel like the beginning of the military, there's that honeymoon phase of like, oh my gosh, we got to travel. We get a PCS, like the government's going to take care of us. <laughs> but after a while it gets tiring. After a while you're like, oh, we got to move again. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, oh, we're staying here longer than expected. Okay. And then just like what you're saying, especially with the pandemic right now, just dealing with everyone being in the house and the spouse that's at home having to juggle so many different roles. I think the indicator that, you need to prioritize self-care is when you minimize it. When you think, oh, I, I don't need to do that right now, or I don't have time to do that right now. And I think if you say that, that's a red flag or that's a sign to be like, you need it. <laughs> you know, like yes. you need it. <laughs> yes, definitely. I just want to say one more thing and it's in, yeah. it's in line with the self-care. This is the yoga teacher and me talking, but there's, it's not just me. There's so much science behind this just breathe. Mm. There is so much power. If you really truly are at your wits wits edge and you feel like you're going to break and you just can't escape from whatever's going on, the power in taking some deep breaths is amazing and transformational. So when in doubt, just breathe. I love that. And I hope you'll appreciate this because you're a yoga teacher. But one thing I like to do is even after a call, I'll just go on the floor and do a child's pose and just breathe. <laughs> like I just yeah. stretch my body out and I just allow, like, I just feel my body and allow myself to stretch and just like take it easy. It's like, even just a couple of minutes of that really does make a big difference. That's awesome. Yeah. So Jen, with your clientele, I know that again, you focus on military vets and military spouses and families. And I hear where your passion comes from in the passing of Eddie and really just the lessons you've learned in the last 10 years in your work so far. What are you most proud of when it comes to working with your clients or your business? Like, what are you most proud of in your journey so far? Wow. That's a great question. Oh, so what I'm most proud of in my professional life is that I have very recently, I decided to stop playing it safe Hmm. for the longest time. I was really afraid of showing my whole self to the world For whatever reason, I don't know if I was afraid of judgment or just, you know, people saying like, who does she think she is? Or I don't really know, but I was really always afraid of that. And not too long ago, I just kind of told myself, you know, that this is your calling. If you're going to do it, let's do it. So that's Mm. what I'm most proud of professionally. What I'm most proud of personally is allowing myself to be open to love again. Wow. That I can't even really say it without getting teary eyed was not, is not, has not been easy. So I'm really proud of that. 
I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. You know, that just reminds me of when we lost my dad, my mom for a whole decade just sort of let go. Like she fell into gambling and weight gain and it was a hard time Mm -hmm. for our family. And I'm not the oldest, but I'm the eldest daughter. And I I was sort of the receiving end of, you know, whatever she wanted to project something on someone. (laughs) And my younger sister was always what I considered the golden child. Like my mom never got mad at her or anything. But, you know, it really took her, it really took her seven years. I remember like, cause I think I counted, like it took her seven years before she started dating again. And let me tell you, I was not happy about that, but eventually in time (laughs) I got to realize, I was like, I was like, you know what? Someone needs to take care of mom. You know, someone needs to love mom and I'm not going to fill in that, that role obviously for her. I can't protect her forever. I can't say that she's mine. And you know, this person will never replace dad. Like I just had to let it be. And so I'm just so proud of her too, that she was able to find love again. I mean, she tried a couple of times and now I think she's got one down, but overall, I'm just, I'm happy that she did that despite everything. And so I appreciate you sharing that because given your background, it's, it could be, it, you very easily could be like, nope, like I'm not going to go down like that path again, but it must be very fruitful as you were saying earlier about like just embracing the hard emotions because it's very rewarding later, not right away, but later it's very rewarding. And it sounds like, you know, you trusting yourself and having faith in yourself to love again has been a rewarding experience for you so far. It's been so rewarding. I was chuckling to myself when you said how you weren't really enthusiastic about (laughs) when your mom started dating because I dealt with that with my (laughs) oldest daughter. I mean, I mean, I hid it from her then, but my son was younger for quite some time until Mm -hmm. I knew like Omari is the one and she was not happy with me, (laughs) but we are in a completely different place now. So I get it. I mean, she, especially Alexis, we've been through so, so much together. And Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, she just didn't ever want to see her mom hurt or struggle again. So I can understand where that was probably coming from. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely that territorial, like, no, like if you're going to be around, you need to be around forever. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Jen, I really enjoyed our conversation today. Before we go, do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners? I think the only other thing I just want to mention is a mantra that I really kind of try to live my life by. And this has just come in the very recent last couple of years is to never say never. Mm. I have said never, this will never happen. That will never happen so many times. And now I'm just really trying to be open to whatever possibilities come my way and really just embrace them with open arms. It's so much easier said than done, Mm -hmm. but never say never. Yeah, no, I love it. It's like, it's okay to give yourself another chance and it's okay to be open to the possibilities and to not let your past define your future or hold you back from, you know, your future and living in the present. Well, Jen, again, I've really enjoyed our conversation today. It's a refreshing, I feel like in a bittersweet, but beautiful way to speak with another Gold Star family member. So thank you for being on our show. This will be provided in the show notes. Why don't you tell people (laughs) verbally how people can find you online? 
Sure. They can find me at my website at jenniferbaloo.com. They can also find me on Facebook or Instagram, Coach Jennifer Baloo, and I'm also on LinkedIn. Perfect. And just for our listeners, if you want to spell out Jennifer's last name, that's B-A-L-L-O-U. So again, that's jenniferbaloo.com, where you can find her on Facebook or Instagram at Coach Jennifer Baloo. Jen, thanks so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here today. Thank you so much for having me. And with that said to our listeners, we hope that you got one more piece of knowledge, resource, or relevant story today so that you can continue to make confident and informed decisions for you and your family. With that said, thank you so much for listening and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time.